You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. This is your faithful editor and host, Michael Litchens with CatholicExchange.com. And I'm here today with someone who should be familiar with many of you. This is Mr. David Clayton, the artist, iconographer, a former professor. Well, actually still a professor, but my former professor. And he's here to tell us about Pontifex College, a new college that has just started out in California where he's suffering for Christ in the sun and the beautiful weather of Central California. So, Mr. Clayton, welcome to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Pontifex University. And, Pontifex uh, University. University, oh, yeah. wonderful. And I'm in California, but the um, it's uh, uh, online. It's actually, it's headquarters in Atlanta, in Georgia. Ah. It's, uh, uh, issues degrees through Georgia State. Um, mm-hmm. But... It's uh, it really it began. It's a new got a new program. Um, I'm the provost. That I was approached when I wrote a book called The Way of Beauty, mm-hmm. which it really was about the way that artists were trained traditionally. And when I wrote it, I realised that what uh, I, I seemed to be describing, what my research was giving to me, was something that really would be of interest to. Many people, it, it was a general formation um, that could be applied to any pursuit, uh, any vocational activity, you know, mundane or things we normally associate with art, and would engender creativity, openness to inspiration. That was the the nature of the form of education. Um, and so I wanted to make an argument that it should be available and, and should be really part of every uh, general Catholic education. So then I did research into what Catholic education is. And my discovery was that, uh, or what, what I felt was that if you look at the church's documents, everything they were describing was right there in the way that artists were taught. What they were getting was, um, aside from the, the skills and clearly, you know, learning to paint is one thing, but the formation, the general formation they were getting, was what every Catholic ought to have been getting um, and did at the time they were painted. So if you look at the way that Raphael or Velazquez was taught, there were certain things that he was given, um, which really are right at the heart of what a Catholic education is. So uh, we've launched our first program, which is a Master's in Sacred Arts, uh, just this fall. And it's a mixture of cool. theology and philosophy and um, everything focused on d- um, deepening our worship of God, which is central to the, the whole ethos of our education. Um, and um, then also a program of enculturation. So we, st- we do study art and architecture and music uh, in the light of the theology and the philosophy we're learning and the study of the sacraments. And we're seeing how all of these things are connected, the culture, our worship of God. And then um, the goal is to extend specializations of those so that people can apply them to any vocational pursuit. In the long mm-hmm. run, Pontifex aims to offer a whole range of degree courses um, and not just things for artists or things, you know, I, I would say that what we're offering is not is a course that, if there are particular sorts of people who are going to be interested particularly, 
would be artists in any creative pursuit, people who are interested in the new evangelization, because it, it, it offers us a way of uh, doing things beautifully and lovingly. That's really what a, a formation in beauty does. Um, and then also particularly potential patrons of the arts, people who are involved in the creative process, but really in the on the other side of it, those who are involved in commissioning art. But in the long run, mm. we want to offer all the sort of things that any g- general university would, but the ethos that runs through this is this particular understanding of what a Catholic education is. So potentially we could offer science courses or something but it would be done, would be, it would awesome. be done in in the understanding that it integrates with this this idea of what we would inform scientists what their what their learning is for and it has we have a particular approach to placing it in a context um which is our understanding of the end of man and union with god in heaven wonderful and uh Hearing all that, that sounds really exciting. I guess I have to ask one question, though. Yep. In sacred art, why would uh, someone who wants to become an artist need to study philosophy and theology? One of the things that I discovered, I, this goes right back to when I decided I wanted to be an artist to serve the church. And the easiest way to, is to describe this is just to look at my own uh, journey, in a way. Um, I looked at art. Some of it I thought was ugly. Some I thought was beautiful. <laughs> Um, and I, I wanted to know, is there anything that governs it? Is it just the way the artist feels? Or is there something that directs the artist to paint in a Gothic style or a Baroque style or art that looks like Picasso? Um, and I realized that the style of the art particularly um, is a reflection of the worldview of the artist. So if you put it very simply, the way we paint a person the way we paint mankind is a reflection of what we believe about mankind. And mm-hmm. it, so therefore, unless we have a, a good idea of what man is, and that has to then consider his relationship with God and his relationship, his understanding of the world around us. Um, unless we have a good sense of that, we can't represent the truth in visual form accurately. Now, that doesn't prescribe precise forms of art. Uh, there are traditions which have uh, principles that underlie them. But um, within that, there's a very wide range of things that are possible. There are many, many applications that are possible, and we probably haven't exhausted them yet. As the centuries and the eons go on, mm-hmm. mankind, I'm sure, will enrich uh, the culture uh, in many, many ways. But for it to be good and true and beautiful... It all has to be consistent with this Catholic understanding of uh, of the world around us, which is rooted in the faith and, for the artist, is rooted in a right relationship with God. Oh, absolutely. And in a way, like having artists study all this, uh, it was reminded me of a conversation we had Timothy Schmaltz here on the podcast a couple months back, the mm-hmm. artist who's known for the Homeless Jesus sculpture. Uh, and he talked a little bit about that, but in a Catholic artist, it seems that we are serving, whether we're writers, painters, or whatever, that we have to serve the good, the true, and the beautiful, and really have Catholic in that small-c Catholic universal sense of art. Yes. And so, of course, this doesn't mean that every artist, God um, inspires whomsoever he pleases. So 
there have been great artists who were never Catholics. There have been great mm-hmm. artists who were bad Catholics, and there are great <laughs> artists who were bad people. Um, and there's no accounting for uh, you know man's ability to be virtuous in one respect and lacking in virtue in, in others. Okay, <laughs> so we can't prescribe it. But if uh, if you're talking to any one person, you say, look, if you want to increase your chances of doing this right, we have a formation for you. We 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 can't depend on inspiration and our ability to uh, – inspiration is always in God's hands. But we can enhance our ability to follow that inspiration and our inclination to do so through this formation. Um, and, of course, inspiration is not just – is not an emotional thing primarily. Um, of course, we can feel good as we're painting. But it's not so much about how we feel. It, God – works through reason he works through all the human faculties and we know inspiration by the product at the end of it not how we feel during the process and so um, that's very important it it tends to be a more of a protestant idea that this the emotions are part of this now emotions are important they're part of man too and inclinations and how we feel is not irrelevant but it's it's not the sole basis for making decisions in anything and that's true about art too perfect and yes i agree with you a hundred percent uh to go back to pontifex if someone who wanted to go pursue an ma a master's of art in sacred art what would be the end goal of pursuing such a program well it it depends where you're coming from. For artists, for example, this mm-hmm. is a very uh, this is not going to give you the deep skills that are necessary. So I, I, what I had in mind is people like myself. I, I be, I've studied in an atelier, or a, a, an art school in Florence that teaches the mm-hmm. method. There are many of these places teaching traditional skills that don't offer a formal qualification, or even if they do, they don't tell you how to use the skills that you're learning. So what this will do is it's quite a, a, a deep immersion in an understanding and a formation in Catholic culture, which will direct the brush, so to speak. It, it will yes. show, it will give your art a purpose. It will put, place it in a context that will give you an understanding of um, how you can direct it. And of course, that's always individual as well. I mean, people have a unique, every person is unique and their personal vocation is unique, but it will um, tell us how what it means to to create Catholic art or art that's consistent with the faith, um, and so um, it will be useful to those people. Um, as I say, in future, I, I, what we hope is that this will be something that will be the foundational study for a, a, a Master of Fine Arts in Sacred Art, an MFA, which would be a really almost like a professional qualification for artists. But at this point, it's a, a rigorous study that uh, for people who are learning most of the skills elsewhere. There are some studio aspects to this, but it's mostly so that you can understand how artists do what they do. Um, and I would say that it, it, it is a complete formation, really, for someone who wishes to be a patron of the arts. Mm. It's It's going to tell them how to with this they will be able to direct the artist Um, and um, I would say also anybody who is interested in general in a formation in beauty so some people 
are just fascinated by this and love to do it and, and they they will enjoy yes. it and for their personal growth it will be beneficial um others have particular uh disciplines so for example there is a film course there we have a, a guy called caleb brown who's a graduate of the dominican school of uh dspt philosophy and theology yes uh, and he has a specialism in um screenplay writing and modern film and it, it's uh he's done a, a course called christian humanism in modern film and so what he is doing is looking at the the craft of filmmaking the and showing us how the filmmaker um, communicates human values through the way that he communicates film. So somebody who's interested in that, they'll get the formation, the enculturation, and it will set them off on that goal. What's, what I would say is that we have a, a view that we want, um, while we're looking at tradition, um, our goal is to form people who can engage with modern culture. So we have to study, for example, film. Most of the the films that are produced today, many of them are not Christian. You know, they they <laughs> no. are promoting values which are not Christian, but they are brilliantly um, promoting a worldview that is different. That and it's they're doing it in the in very very subtle and powerful ways. They have great insight. These filmmakers. I'm now, sure we need to understand that so we can do the same. With with Christ, for, with Christian, we make film into a Christian medium, um, and we need to get away from straightforward adaptations of the Gospels or something. We those have their place, but we need dramas and films which succeed in the popular arena and are as popular and as powerful as everything that's in the top ten of the film uh, the films that are being produced today but actually appeals to the better part of man and directs them to something greater. And if we believe in the power of beauty and truth and goodness, the commercial value potential of those films is greater than what, what is there as well. Um, and so I, you know, I have great faith in what the popes have said about the value of beauty. This connects to people at a natural level. The, the formation and the understanding has to, the deep understanding of how to do this must be in the part of the creators, but they do the hard work so that it connects with the, the ordinary people. And we have in mind here, um, or I have in mind a quote from Pope Benedict. Now he was talking about visual art, but I think it applies to artists in every creative discipline. He says it's the mark of, um, true creativity that the artist can break out of the esoteric circle and connect with the many in other words our goal is popular art for mass consumption that connects with people at every level and draws them upwards it's not for uh, as i once had someone describe it's not to impress your your own circle of friends at dinner parties um (laughs) It really, we've got to break out of that. It, it's the, the 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 creators need this deep formation. They need to understand mm-hmm. what they're doing. They need to understand the culture, but that they do the hard work in converting all of this into a noble but simple message. Noble accessibility is the goal here in everything we do.
For wonderful. Sounds like a great time. And for the folks who are listening, like let's say you have someone who is saying, okay, this sounds interesting, but you know, I'm studying to be an engineer or I'm just planning to be a stay-at-home mom or anything like that. Why is it important that they get this formation in beauty? Ultimately, a formation in beauty, I mean, we can't promise to deliver. What we can deliver is um, the content and the guidance of the formation. The ultimate, Mm -hmm. the last step is beyond our control. And that's cooperation with grace because well, you could leave. Isn't that always the truth? Yes. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> you, the, the role of a Catholic education is is to lead someone to the point of supernatural transformation. This is what the church's documents on um, on education say. And of course, we can only take somebody so far. The last step is between them and the, and God. But you can certainly help. And um, Anybody who's who, who's interested in this, this will inform everything they do. Um, it will give it a purpose, and everybody needs creativity. And it, it doesn't matter how mundane or noble the pursuit that they're following. It, every every human pursuit has can be informed by the values of what is beautiful and what is good and what is true, and can be directed towards the common good and the glory of God. And Mm-hmm. Um, if we think of uh, Therese of Lisieux, she had her little way, didn't she? She said, you know, every yes. little act is done with love. Well, beauty is the, you might call it the splendor of love. It, that grace shines out in our action. And really, despite ourselves, you know, we, be, without God, this isn't possible. I, you know, we can't reason our way through how do you do everything beautifully. It becomes part of us and the way we do it. And um, so um, our goal is really to promote this. And this is what the new evangelization is. It's expressing the love of God in every human interaction and everything we do is for the benefit in some way of others and for, and for the glory of God. Um, and so it's a noble and a high and ambitious aim. But mm-hmm. go and, I mean, Pius the, it's interesting, the two popes, Three popes, Benedict the the sixteenth, of course, you know he's there. But the the surprise to me was Paul the sixth wrote an an encyclical on education, which is just profound and beautiful. And also Pius the eleventh, speaking to the supernatural goals of Catholic education. Um, It goes beyond simply. creating the man of virtue it's creating the person the you know, man and men and women um who have this um who partake of the divine nature who really are engaged on that path that leads us ultimately to full union of god in heaven um and it's it's really describing our christian purpose and it's saying that this is what education ought to be for and that the center of this is the theme which I always talk about is our worship of God. So everything, the, the, the primary arena where this happens in this life is in the worship of God. And so this is the mass and the liturgy of the hours. Very, very important, the liturgy of the hours. And so everything um, speaks to simultaneously our worship of God, which in then turn it speaks to every human activity it informs and guides and directs all that we do i see very good and 
to take a step back to get at the root of Pontifex, what was the inspiration to want to bring this about? My personal um, <laughs> yes. is that I'm a convert, and um, so mm-hmm. much of my conversion was connected to beautiful liturgy, a beautiful church, the Brompton Oratory initially, and the beauty of the faith, and believing that in some small way there should be a sign of this in everything that we do. And um, the, peop- the, the group that has set this up is something called the Solidarity Association, which is a mm. canonical institution. In other words, it's, offic- it's part of the church um, based in Atlanta, and they have a similar goal. They're very deeply involved in liturgical renewal, educational renewal, cultural renewal. Um, all of these things are interconnected for the transformation of society. And so can you give us an idea of what someone who would start, say, if they started this uh, master's yeah. in the next year, what would it look like in their formation? Yes, okay. So it begins, uh, we're just getting the first courses up now. So mm-hmm. um, the the first couple we recommend, are first of all, a series, one after the other, of theology courses, which is scripture. So we have the Old Testament um, in words and images. So this is a scripture course with a difference. Father Sebastian Carnazzo teaches this, and he is just great because what he's doing is he is descri- he's doing a conventional, high-quality scripture class, and he's a great teacher, I can tell you. I'm going along, I'm working through this with him. And then we talk in conjunction with the scripture of the images the 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 icons and the images of the church that reveal and illustrate reveal the mysteries and enhance our understanding of the mysteries he's talking about and the truths he's talking about in the scripture so every class we do has a, a conventional scripture lesson and then we look at the icons and then also the western you know east as in eastern but also western art liturgical art that that um portrays what he's talked about. And so this has a double effect because um, the catechism tells us that the beauty of art teaches things that words alone cannot. So just to have those images to contemplate as we're hearing Father talk about them, which we do in these videos we're making, will deepen their understanding of Scripture. So if you want to learn Scripture, it's going to help your understanding of Scripture. But the flip side of that is that it's teaching people how the truths of Scripture are, are translated into something that is perceptible with the senses and visual art primarily. And so for the person who wants to understand the canonical images of the church, in this, or should we say, that's canonical with a small c, it's mm-hmm. the, 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 the canon of art which the church has used over centuries uh, to portray the truths, First of all, they're going to learn this, but also they're going to understand deeply the scriptural basis for it. And so then you can, you know, suppose the question then, well, how will that benefit film? Because the other, another course which will be available this semester is that film course I mentioned. Well, um, if you think of the drama, if you, if you, if we view film as a, a sort of extension of drama, it's, it's, visual drama there are different ways of looking at it you know in the tradition um someone like shakespeare when he does his dramas is constantly referring to the symbolism of the gospels of the psalms of the culture 
And so it starts in theology and the worship of God. It comes out to the forms that are in the liturgy and extends outwards. And so even if the, the film goers aren't aware of it, the, there is a natural response to these um, images and this symbolism, even in something which a film which may have no connection in its themes ostensibly to theology. But it, it's going to speak theologically of these human truths. And then it's priming people to be open to the word of God. This is a subtle transition that needs to be understood deeply. So you root it in Scripture and the Word of God. And Father Sebastian is teaching three courses over the course of this year. One is the Old Testament. That then leads on to the New Testament. And then we have the sacramental life So, and the sacraments. And each of these are taught in the same way. And we're doing a sort of double act. So I come in at the end. He's the expert in Scripture. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm learning as I go along, I have to tell you. But then we talk about the images at the end. And I do... Some odd. He's he's actually Melkite Catholic, so that means he understands the um, the icons very very deeply. Um, and he also, uh, I will then talk about the Western images that portray the same things. And so we have these artistic sidebars at the end, uh, and it's a very very powerful course. Sounds like it. Um, the other one that we're offering is uh, my first course is uh, a theology. A history and theology of images. So this is a uh, focusing much more on uh, the the basis of uh, the theological basis of images in the church, um, and really an extension of my way of beauty course, which I used to teach at Thomas More, and it's a sort of deepening and enriching of that. Um, and so it's focusing on uh, the theology of images, also an overview of the history of Christian art. And then an understanding of how other art forms uh, reflect what I, exactly what I was saying, the artist's worldview. So you can see it in secular art, art which is deliberately anti-Christian, has a particular look. You know, a lot of 20th century art was made by artists who understood deeply how to be anti-Christian in the form of what they did. Um, and it's worthy of study as long as we, we're rooted in our tr own tradition because then you can see how to, how powerfully they do it and understand it. So we, we discuss that. We also look at how art of other religions reflects, um, those other, you know, the beliefs of those other religions and why it is, um, less, uh, it's, it's missing out on it. It lacks the fullness of beauty mm -hmm. and truth as a result. So that's called a history and practical theology of images. I, I use the word practical because all of this is about leading us to the worship of God, and so part of that mm -hmm. is describing how liturgical art is designed to enhance our worship. So I actually talk about how we pray and how we worship with images, how the artists design these things to so that we engage with them in our worship, something that actually Catholics, even very traditional Catholics, quite often have lost. We the the art is there in the church, even in the most beautiful church, but it, it's not engaging with us directly in our worship. A lot of people have their eyes closed. Um, they're not they're not looking at it. Uh, music we're slightly better on, I think. You know, people are engaging with the music for good or ill, but uh, <laughs> but images uh, we seem to have forgotten. The Eastern Church is still very very good at that, and we've got something to yes. learn from that, I think. 
Absolutely. And to wrap up, uh, if anyone wants to learn about Pontifex or these courses, where can they go? Go to our website, which is all the W's, pontifex.university. Pontifex.university. Thank you very much, David. I've looked at some of these courses. I can highly recommend them. It looks like a very fun program. You guys are doing some good work for the church. So thank you very much for doing that. It's a pleasure. Great to talk to you again. It's great to talk to you again, and you can all go to pontifex.university. We'll have those links up on catholicexchange.com. David's article will also be on catholicexchange.com by the time you hear this audio podcast. And otherwise, thanks once more, David. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much.